Today on the Movement of Color podcast, we talk about the farce that is Democratic debates. Also, we have concentration camps in America. Who would have thunk it? My name is Brandon Peyton Carrillo, and we have a hell of a show for you. But first, I just want to remind all of our listeners about our Patreon page. So go to patreon.com backslash movement of color and you know support us byron's been working on a really really awesome series dealing with the history of the left in north america so you're going to want to check that out um if you want to start a conversation with us follow us at twitter at movement underscore color now on with our show Man, these damn debates. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 bad. It's bad, folks. <laughs> uh, if if, uh, if if you are able to, uh, don't watch the debates. They're they're not worth your goddamn time. <laughs> yeah, because you'll you'll leave very disheartened to realize this is our resistance. Yeah, is are are, are these your gods? <laughs> <laughs> I saw I really saw the second one that's where I spent most of the time my time and then kind of skimmed a little bit of the first I, I did a bit of the inverse I, I was able to watch all of the first one well not all of it there were some points where I literally had to get out of the room because it was just too fucking dumb and I just want to like shout in the middle of the fucking room where like no one else is around and that would have been weird uh, but I was able to uh, watch uh, most of the second debates after the fact. Okay, that works. I think that's what most people do. They don't actually watch the debates. They just hear the the sound bites and the sexy zingers, if there are any. Yeah, it's a lot of it's fucking filler, folks. Oh my god, it's it's so shitty. A lot of it's just useless non-answers. Exactly, exactly. So, without trying to be a pessimist, I'm trying to be an optimist in these times that we live in. Um, first debate. What were some high points or interesting points? Things that don't make you feel like we're fucked. I mean, uh, there was that one point where, because in the first debate, it, like there was like the big names was like um, Elizabeth Warren, um, Beto O'Rourke, uh, Cory Booker, uh, Kamala Harris, Tulsi Gabbard, and like a few nobodies that they kind of add on that they tacked on for whatever reason. Um, there, there was a few pretty, I, I would say, funny moments. One was uh, the infamous uh, scene where Beto started like, so Beto was asked a question, like a very yes or no que- like answer question, and but like he responded in this very long, contrived non-answer, but in fucking Spanish, and like and like the the cam, I don't, I want to commend whoever was in control of the cameras 
uh, for, for that debate because uh, they basically moved like the camera angle to include Beto O'Rourke, Kamala Harris, and uh, Cory Booker, who were like, ne- like to his uh, to his to his right, uh, and just the look of fucking astoundment of like astonishment. Uh, on their faces was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, there, <laughs> this this fucking white boy is like, is like fucking uh, replying in Spanish to a question that did not need to be replied to in Spanish. Um, <laughs> while while there's a fucking actual Latinx person on stage with them in the form of Julian Castro. Yeah, really <laughs> weird. Just, like, like there were like everyone was just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you look like a dumbass. <laughs> Like, and he is a dumbass. He is a, a straight-up dumbass. And I hope it that moment alone helps tank his possibilities. We know he has no chance, but... I mean, he lost uh, to Ted fucking Cruz. He lost to, a, to like, a blobfish in human form. Yeah, he really did. And, um, by the way, Kamala was in the second debate. Oh, wait. No, uh, oh no, no, you're right. Kamala was in the second debate. I'm sorry. It could have been Tulsi. It was was Amy Klobuchar. It was. I think it was Amy Klobuchar. Yeah, they all got the same kind of like mom hair of the same era. So I mean, I mean, to be honest, like I just see a dark evil uh, where a person should be, and I, I it's hard for me to differentiate between them. Understandable, understandable. So okay, so you had Beto sucking. Didn't like Beto in um. Julian Castro get into like a sparring match as far as verbally kind of. Yes, it was. It was over. I think uh, a certain part of a law that essentially legally allows concentration camps in the U.S. And Julian Castro was like, "Yeah, no, we need to get rid of this because this is like the, the legal standing that the that all you know administrations have used to round up and like detain people for like as long as they fucking want to." Um, and it's like, yeah, Julian Castro, he was like, yeah, I'm gonna get, like, yeah, I'm gonna target and get rid of it. Cause like, cause it, it would just, it's better in the long run. I mean, it's not gonna fucking matter because, uh, like I doubt fucking Republic, the, the Republican party of today, like gives a shit about like, uh, extrajudicial law. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but he says he's gonna get rid of it. And like, you know, they, like, then Beto was asked like, are you going to get rid of it? And like, he was like, ah, he kind of fumbled around and like Julian Castro fucking roasted like you know, fucking pounced, like, saw an opening and pounced, uh, and fucking, like, stressed him down. It was pretty funny. Yeah, because, you know, Beto always gives the same bullshit non-answer, where we need to all come together. He'll say it in Spanish, he'll say it in English, but it's always like, well, you know, concentration camps, you know, we just all need to come together and work as Americans in the spirit of America. And, um... And then he flips away, yeah. Yeah. I hate that dude. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it, I mean, it was. It was pretty funny. I'm, I'm. I'm willing to be just open about that. I can't. It's impossible for me to really view this. View this as anything other than political theater. Yeah. Um, mainly political theater that makes uh, net, like networks a bunch of money because that's what they are. Like at the, at the at the end of the fucking day. Yeah, it's a dog and pony show for our fake democracy. Yeah, I mean, like, they're all basically fucking this, like, they're all basically the same. I mean, um, especially when it comes to, like, ideologically, they're all willing, perfectly willing to defend capitalism, especially Elizabeth Warren. Like, her whole thing has been, like, oh, like, she's very, she's like a regulatory capitalist rather than, like, having anything to do with, like, building worker power or anything like that, which at least Bernie is more kind of inclined to do. Um, 
but yeah, no, she's, I mean, she says, like, I'm a capitalist to my fucking bones. I, I'm adding the fucking. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's, it's, ideologically, they're all safe candidates uh, to varying degrees. And one thing, let me talk about Elizabeth Warren for a hot second. She did her job in this debate because all she had to do is not say anything well. stupid. Yeah. She just had to say not, nothing stupid, you know? Because really, who on that stage was actually had a chance to win? Who? Like, not Cory I mean, According to the polls, like, going into it, like, Warren. It was Warden, Burry, and... Uh... And Joe Biden, but we'll talk about Bernie and Biden in the next segment. Yeah, exactly. So those three legitimate chances, not that anything could possibly weirdly change, because, oh, man, once we start talking about Biden, holy fuck. But (laughs) Oh, once we start talking about Biden, oh, my gosh. But, like, yeah, Elizabeth Warren had nobody in her debate. Nobody. I don't... If I saw that it randomly came up like that, I'd reshuffle the deck. You know where all the yeah, it was, it was, it was too. I mean, she had, a, she had a. I mean, to be honest, she had a good number of the kind of like medium level players. Like you know, she had Cory Booker and like um, Tulsi Gabbard, who was like a darling of like the anti interventionists. Mm. Um, even though that's a whole fucking bucket of worms, I can get into later. Um, and then, like, uh, you know, Bale O'Rourke, who's, for whatever reason, the Party of America people are really into him and, like, basically help push him into running. <laughs> and how his whole career is, like, on fire because of this. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Yeah, I don't, if, if anything, we should be thanking the Party of America dipshits uh, for, for ruining Beto O'Rourke's career for us. <laughs> <laughs> Destroyed his political future because after this like yeah, he has gone. nothing yeah i mean like he he tried to run for the senate seat for uh texas lost the fucking ted cruz uh and i think this was ted cruz uh after he got that weird fucking beard that just looks worse yeah uh, like hair was um, eating he his face against him and like he gave up his like state senate seat i think uh, or represent, or like you know, house seat, whichever one, or whatever. Yeah. Um, he gave up his seat to run, and he didn't win. So he was like, what, "What?" So he's like, "This is his last fucking hail mary in terms of his political career." I mean, after this, like he, you know, he'll go into like a probably a six figure consultancy job, and or like a lobbying job, and he'll be fine for the rest of his fucking life. But in terms of being a politician, he's basically fucking done. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I am willing to call that right now. He has no real choice to run, and he has no choice but to win. But he's probably never going to win. So <laughs> yeah, no, he's fucked. No, especially yeah. after this debate where he like kind of botched the whole fucking thing. Uh, no, nah, no, nah, he's he's done. He's done, folks. Done. So all right, let's talk about the second night because I think the second night was a little bit more fireworky. Yeah, I mean. Uh, in the sec, well, before we go on, there there was one bit in the first debate which I think was a little funny, where uh, because the first debate had Tulsi Gabbard, who I particularly don't like, uh, because uh, she's kind of gotten a lot of the anti-interventionists, especially on the left, mm-hmm. um, or at least like you know the left in terms of the U.S. left, which is like very moderate, <laughs> yes, um, like on her side because she's like, oh, I don't want to send 
Uh, I don't want us to get another involved in another bushfire war or whatever. Uh, but the thing is, like, she's actually in terms of her foreign policy is like it's very fucking muddy. Uh, in that she was against the Iran deal, and like, uh, she when like all the candidates were asked, like, hey, like, would you reinstate the Iran deal? Uh, and she was like the only one who didn't raise her hand because it was like, oh, it's a bad, it was a bad deal, which is like shorthand for uh, we need to punish Iran. We should we, we need to punish Iran uh, rather than like give them any concessions to the problems we are causing. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, she was the only one who didn't raise her hand because she was against the Iran deal from the beginning. She was uh, one of the few Democrats who voted against it. Uh, people just forget that, um, and she's like a kind of hit or miss pass when it comes to voting on wars. Uh, her whole thing is def- her whole thing is like uh, we don't want American soldiers to go off and die. Like it, like she has this very paleo conservative Pat Buchanan kind of way of viewing foreign policy, mm-hmm. where like it's not our job to get involved with those foreign people, like these lesser peoples, um, who are just going to drag us down with them. Um, but like she also has like very heavy connections with uh, with uh, Modi uh, Modi's BJP party in India <laughs> and like uh, and she's like a, a big stand for them, which is also like hugely problematic because they've been connected to like anti-Muslim programs in India <laughs> that may have killed uh, like that, that have killed like thousands of fucking Muslims. Yikes! Yeah, and that they have their own like paramilitary and shit. Like it's. And like she, she like actively supports them and stuff. And also, there was that fact that like she, she was probably the the last Democrat to fucking switch sides when it comes to the LGBT uh, issues. Where like fucking she switched like in 2015, uh, literally a year before she fucking ran for the presidency because she also ran in 2016. But then you know, you know, ended up supporting Bernie. Uh, four years after Hillary Clinton did her heel turn. Yeah, that's so just. She was bad. four years after Hillary Clinton was like, eh, gay people are okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's my whole fucking thing about Tulsi Gabbard. There's a really good, uh, there's there's like more than enough good articles that like go into Tulsi's history, in, like as as a politician, like that she's kind of shit. Um. Anyway, part two. <laughs> the the Bernie Bernie versus um, Bernie and Kamala and uh, Biden and whoever else was in the room. I think Gillibrand was in the room. Um, yeah, Gillibrand, uh, Eric Swalwell. Um, there was also who else was there? That was oh, surprise dark horse candidate um, that Mary Ann Williamson. Oh my god, she's fucking. Uh, she is. She, she's just interesting. Like I, I wish it was her and Mike Gravel um, on the stage because uh, that would have just fucking like derailed the whole fucking debate right there. Yeah, like, with the, the power of those two. I am so happy that she's running for president. She won't be president, but I'm glad that she is running. Because yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure she knows she's not gonna win. I mean, she, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think she's like. Swalwell, where like they're they're like they're single ish they're like wacko candidates who like just bring up uh shit that normally does not get bring bring up at uh debates. Yeah. But Swalwell I mean, there's nothing sexy about Swalwell. You know, oh, you wanna ban assault rifles. I don't think you thought that through, dude. 
That sounds like a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that. Oh my god, they were. Uh, he was asked like, "What about handguns and shotguns?" And he was like, "Ah, we'll leave them alone." Like fucking the vast majority of fucking mur- of like gun of like gun crimes involve handguns and shotguns. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, like you might prevent a few fucking mass shootings, but like. A good number of the mass shootings also are done with fucking handguns. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it was pretty funny, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's going to start a fucking, like, uh, rural insurgency by trying to take away their guns. It's, it's, it's going to be great. Be great. Yeah, we talk, talked about this before. Yeah. yeah, that guy fucking blows. Um, but back to Marianne Williamson. What I like about her is she gives voice to that old soccer mom who maybe drinks a little too much wine at get-togethers and starts talking <laughs> politics. That's who she oh is. She donates to the <laughs> Sierra Club. <laughs> you know, she... You She's know. Probably, probably, probably part of the Green Party. Yeah. Uh, so, so with Marianne Williamson, like, the way I kind of envision her in my mind's eye, as she would probably fucking say, uh, like, I, 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 like, I don't know shit about her like personal past. I don't think people have really looked into it, but um, she, to me, she, she kind of seems to me like she was like in like the sixties, in like the sixties, she was like a like a college student who was part, who was part, who was part of like one of the like probably the left like center left like like a student for democratic society member uh, who got caught up in MK Ultra. And like this FBI just kept slipping her fucking uh, uh, acid in her in like in like in her drinks, like just microdosing her for like <laughs> twenty years, and this is the end result. <laughs> um, a little fun fact about her, and this is probably the most um, media she'll probably get. Uh, well, she did all okay in the debate, so I, I shouldn't be that fair. But I will give her credit; she. Um, she actually created a volunteer food delivery program that served um, homebound people with AIDS back in the day. And she also is the co-founder of the Peace Alliance. So um, she also wrote a bunch of books. Um, none of them are books that I would probably read. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's how you make your money. So I'm not going to hate on that. She's not, you know... Not offensive. They're not offensive books. They're stuff that, you know, those type of moms would, you know, drink wine to. And, um, you know, like, yeah, she totally gets me. Um, so I'm glad that she was on the debate stage to shake things up because. A lot of great quotes. A lot, a lot of great quotes. <laughs> a lot of great quotes. Um, but I would like to pivot towards. Um, the shitstorm that is Biden in this debate. Oh my God, he truly is uh, the the king of gas. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he fell into that busing trick. I'll give Kamala Harris credit for like setting him up on that. Oh but, yeah, no, she did. She did amazing. I mean, she's a prosecutor. Her whole fucking job is to like is is to be able to convince people of things uh, and like be a media performer. Like that's part of being a, a prosecutor especially on the upper levels mm-hmm. uh but no she did fucking great she fucking destroyed him and i remember when they started talking about you know the segregation and stuff i'm like oh man kamala's gonna trap his ass 
She's going to trap his ass. And sure enough, she trapped his ass and then she made it personal. Like, I was one of the second kids that were integrated in, you know, Berkeley, California, 20 years after the fact. And you support these motherfuckers? And you're like, ooh, Biden, that's, that's a bad look. Kamala might be the Biden killer. No, no, it, you know, it, it, it was it was incredibly great because fucking uh, Kamala Harris was like, uh, I don't think you're racist, but like that was like her whole shtick. Uh, and then like basically calling him a racist. Uh, but then Biden was like, you're a fucking cop. <laughs> <laughs> like your whole job is to imprison black and brown people. And if you look into her history as as attorney general of California, that is what she fucking did. Like don't do not for no one need, no one should fucking forget that Kamala Harris was a is a fucking cop she's a fucking prosecutor uh, she was like she imprisoned fucking parents because their children were uh, were weren't going to school she fucking like heavily criminalized black and brown people for like the smallest amount of fucking drug offenses and mo- probably more infamously she was against california releasing low-level offenders from a, from from our prisons because she because like and she literally basically said this that like we need their slave labor to fight fires <laughs> yes she so loves she's no prison fucking labor doll, especially when it comes to racial issues she's not that fucking she's not that much better no it's just all bullshit it's all bullshit. And like we said, it's political theater. But she trapped his ass. And that was kind of pleasing. Um, it was pleasing. It, it was like uh, that, that, the like Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man meme. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple other things that I thought were interesting about the debate. <laughs> I think Bernie pretty much did the same thing as Elizabeth Warren. Just don't sound stupid. And you'll, yeah. you'll go on. But it's I had a, this feeling... That Mr. Hickenlooper was trying to red bait Bernie, but because he's so inconsequential, no one gave a fuck. <laughs> <It didn't matter. laughs> yeah, no one gave a shit. <laughs> like he's um he's putting on his fundraisers like oh we won't have a socialist America. I'm like, why why are you doing this? What what do you what do you what are you hoping to accomplish? To attack socialism. It's when, like, yeah, like, we're not going to get a socialist America if Bernie does wing. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So this... He's a moderate social democrat at best. Yeah. It's it's trash. It's totally trash. Um, either way. But it doesn't matter. In America... It's one of those things, whether you're a social democrat, democratic socialist, because really there isn't that much of a difference. Um, you know, like, whatever you are, wherever you kind of land on the, on the left spectrum, to be so pro-capitalist, up-capitalism ass, and so afraid of the idea of reforming that system, so it just sucks a little bit less for everybody... I think he's just trying to get cash from corporations. He, he's gonna, he's working to get some type of chair on some corporate board or something. Yeah, that's like what I'm guessing. Like half of them are fucking. Like half of these candidates are gonna do because they know they're like no, literally nobodies who are not going anywhere, um, and like they know it. So like either they're like 
single issue candidates like Swallow and his weird thing with guns or that other guy who's like climate change is like that's like the only thing he says. Which <laughs> um, is, I mean, like fuck, he's like he's not wrong. I mean, fuck, like Miami probably where they hold, where they hold the debates it probably isn't gonna be there in the fucking hundred years, but you know. Um, like they're they're looking to be to get a really good position either in a future administration if the Democrats win, which eh, depending on who they chase, depending on who they choose, might not happen. Yeah. Um, or they're trying to get like a jobs uh, a job in some fucking foundation, some think tank, or like a lot as a lobbying group. Um, like or they're just trying to get a book deal or something. Like that's, I mean, to be honest, that's like half of the candidates in general for every fucking election. Yeah, I agree. So, to kind of help wrap this up, I think it'd be fun to leave on this note. Um, what is, from night one and night two, your favorite candidates? Doesn't mean the one that you vote for, but the one that you're like, that was fun. I, I'm happy that they were there. Fuck, it's a, for me, it's a hard tie between Beto and Biden because they got fucking owned. <laughs> <laughs> it was very entertaining. Yeah, it, it it was a fun two hour, a fun four hours of my life taken away that I will never get back. I agree. That's really that's good answers. Um, but you know, I'm gonna go with Dark Horse, Marianne Williamson. Why not? Like, like this is this is the comic relief I needed. You know, crazy. The first anti-vaxxer president. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Why, why the fuck not? Everything else is going to help, right? So, <laughs> uh, Marianne Wilson is actually a uh, anar- is actually a primitivist uh, accelerationist. <laughs> you know what, Byron? Yes, I know. We we have concentration camps. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, which apparently quite the place to be these days in America. Yeah, for when I hear, uh, from what I hear from inspectors, uh, there is uh, swings and uh, places for children, a uh, nice place to have a bath. Um, you know, uh, it all you know, it's, it's very fun and games. Totally not uh, fucking horrifying uh, events that uh, history will. Uh, very much looking horror upon. Yeah, we got concentration camps. Yeah, we have concentration camps. camps. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, they're, they're a thing. They are a thing. And they are much more horrible than um, we are led to believe by the media. Um, so I shouldn't say all medias. There are some people that are like, oh, this is horrible. This is bad. You got 700 people to a room that's supposed to only have 300. You got people sleeping on concrete floors. People are standing on toilets, which keeps other people from shitting in that toilet. All bad. All bad. You can't bathe, can't brush your teeth, and you eat candy all day. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's it's bad. <laughs> um, I mean, there have been, you know, fucking... Uh, like leaked footage of the inside of these fucking places, and it's it's pretty horrifying. I mean, I will commend the work of like Univision and Televisión, um, like the Spanish speaking channels here, because like they've really done their work. Because like you know, it's like it's their main demographic that they, that they cater to, and 
they have done a lot of really good work, even though like generally they're they're nowhere near the best when it comes to some of this stuff. Yeah, they they do some trash reporting every once in a while, but this is one where, as I would expect, they would you know step their game up, and they have, which is cool. Um, but let's talk deeper about this debate issue around this. Yeah, so there's this whole big thing of like, oh, should we call them concentration camps or should we not call them concentration camps? Which, if you're asking that question, I think you're already too far gone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, like, it's like seriously. If that's the fucking question that like people are are a- actually having a big and like public debate about, like, should these count as concentration camps? And like, people are fucking having like Twitter arguments over it. Like, with like fucking verified people are having Twitter arguments over it. Like, the answer is probably yes. <laughs> like, that's just like, I mean, fuck. I. I like we we they they fit the definition like the Webster de- def, like dictionary definition of a concentration camp. And the weak ass defense they have of not calling them concentration camps is that oh well they're not mass murdered right now and that's just really really disrespectful to the Jews that died in concentration camps. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's the fucking um, Liz, uh, Liz Cheney defense, <laughs> uh, where it's it, it really is kind of like if any, especially gross because uh, guess what? When the con- when the uh, concentration camps that the Nazis made uh, were first started, they weren't death camps at the start. They were literally just they were like our they were like our concentration camps where they were just there to be held for some later date. It was only as the war kind of moved on that like their plan of like moving all the Jews to Madagascar kind of fell through because they were kind of blockaded by the British Navy. Uh, and they just decided like, okay, well let's just start killing everybody. <laughs> like that's what happened. Like, th- like imagine if like uh, for some reason, like the, the U S couldn't send all of these people back, uh, like deport all these people to their, to their countries of origin. Uh, Cause of like whatever, um, like, and they just kept piling up. Like, uh, in these fucking camps, like eventually there's gonna be some sick motherfucker who's gonna be like, "Why well, don't we just kill them all?" <laughs> like, yeah. like, and like that's like the natural progression of these fucking of the system if you don't stop it. Like, is eventually it's like there's gonna be like a critical mass of fucking people uh, of like women and children and men, uh, and eventually someone's gonna say like, "Okay, it's too much. We just start getting rid of them uh, in uh, incredibly unsavory and fucking." you know, crimes against humanity kind of way. Yeah, you can't detain that many people and expect everything to be hunky-dory. Everybody who leaves it are going to be mentally adjusted and not kill somebody in the process or kill many people in the process. Because we like to have these semantics about words and, you know, concentration camps or internment camps or... Detention camps. Yeah, Work camps. At the at the end you know, of the Auschwitz, day, it's, you know, it's, is it Auschwitz or is it like uh, those 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 camps that the U.S. built uh, in World War II for the Japanese? Exactly. And yeah, it doesn't matter which one. You can switch the titles. Auschwitz could have been a you know Japanese camp and vice versa, except for you know they have less space at Auschwitz and they had to you know. Do a little genociding, you know? 
but yeah, I, 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 that's I mean, like one of the biggest fucking annoyances of like the whole you know discourse or whatever um, that's happening is like the people who like the fucking libs because of course it's the fucking libs who mm. are like uh you know like I'm not against the act of the tension of vast swaths of people. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, what I'm against is, uh, their horrid conditions. Uh, so we need to, uh, improve the concentration camps. Uh, we need to make it, m- make them nicer, give them a nice fresh coat of paint. Um, which is a very lib thing to do. Yeah. Let's add a squash court in there. So they have something to do. Cause they play yeah, squash. Give them a nice little pickle. garden. Yeah. Ugh. You know, and those people throughout history have always been on the wrong side of history. Whether it's like, okay, civil rights. Well, you know, we can't just give them civil rights now. You know, with time. It's like, fuck, there is no time. Or, you know, you know, we can't just free the slaves. Let's just make it more humane, you know. We can't just... That's somebody's property, you know. We can't. It's always the fucking libs. It's always the libs. Yeah, like I, I like I I made uh, look this whole genocide thing is a little too much for me. How about we just uh, drag out the slow and eventual uh, execution of the Jewish population of Europe uh, over multiple decades, and maybe I'll be okay with it. Like that's that's the kind of shit you see, mm-hmm. like where they're not willing to admit that like what like the very core thing they are like they're they're talking about is fucking evil. But it's all like surface level bullshit surrounding the horrible, evil thing that they're talking about. Exactly. And the reason why they have the mental ability to do that because they don't really have skin in the game on it. So they can wax poetically about compromise on things that. Does not affect them. Yeah, that does not affect them and shouldn't morally be compromised. You know, do you lock people up in concentration camps or do you not? Where are you, why are you compromising on that? That's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, it's like like the closest that this will affect fucking like white middle class suburbanites um, is like, oh, fucking Juan, the, the, the lawn keeper disappeared one day. Ah, shit, that sucks. I'll get another one. <laughs> that, that's literally it. That's, that's the most that's going to affect these people. Exactly. And that's why there's nothing really being done. There's a little outrage in the media and they'll give a little lip service or I, I was listening to NPR and they did, a, I guess the Justice Department did a little dog and pony show about, uh, oh yeah, come back in media. See how clean it is? Everybody has food here, blah, blah, blah. When the lawyers that were there a week ago were like, this is fucking garbage this is awful why we have to speak up against this because this is a there are crimes that are being committed here um and this whole thing is a crime <laughs> exactly exactly um and there's no real mass movement and not just like of the activists because like you know us activists will we'll, we'll mobilize on some shit like this that's no big deal but those motherfuckers who live in the suburbs of Kansas City aren't doing shit. They're not speaking. They probably don't, like, yeah, at best they're like somewhat. They're like, oh, they should. It, the camps should be nicer. They, they're, they're not c- talking about getting rid of the camps. Exactly. They're not talking about getting rid of it. 
or making any kind of moves to pressure anybody to get rid of him. Hell, maybe I'm I'm cynical, but I don't think they care. Not affecting them. It's happening in the border. No one gives a fuck about El Paso. I've been down to El Paso. It's it's a great place. My family's there. I love it. But the outside world does not give a fuck about El Paso. So you got a shit ton of concentration camps in and around that area for the next, you know, 100, 200 miles east and west of it into New Mexico and further south in Texas. Um, that's Those are parts of the country the average American will never, ever go to and will never, ever see. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for us in California, like, like people go to San Diego, but only for uh, SeaWorld and Legoland, and they just stay in that little fucking center, of, like, of San Diego, and they don't go anywhere, and like they they don't they don't see the rest of San Diego. That's acts more like a fucking like rural red state than like you know than the you know supposed you know uh, California that you know people envision. <laughs> yeah, we're at this place in our history. Where now we have concentration camps. What is to be done? And um, can it be done? I that, that's that's the problem, right? Is like, you know, what you know, as, as Lenin said, what is to be done? Um, <laughs> uh, it, it is difficult because if. I, I know, like the the libs are gonna always because they always do it. Uh, they always go through the the legal route, which is like, oh, what will the courts say or whatever. It's like, yeah, let's have uh, the Supreme Court, which has basically now been stacked uh, with uh, two extra Republicans, uh, like you know Donald Trump appointed people, um, and possibly a third. You know, the moment Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, catches a crosswind, it disappears into the ether. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I doubt. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be the ones who are going to stop this. Um, like, I, I don't think that's going to go anywhere. Um, or I, I, at best, they're going to be like, okay, the concentration camps are okay. These need to be nicer. Um, you know, when it comes to the political route, you know, the fucking Republicans control the Senate. You know, and like, even the next, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet, like, they're going to keep the Senate. The Senate's going to be Republican forever. That's just where the demographics are going. Um, like they're just so like that's you know basically a crapshoot because guess what like fucking you need both houses to do anything um, even with like a fucking you know supposedly anti concentration camp president um, which again is also a fucking problem because a good amount of the Dems are okay with this mm-hmm. um, you know it's like what the fuck is there to do um, you know there's people who imagine like oh I, I, I see this meme of like the storming of the Winter Palace. Um, was like, oh, by, by me and my friends, like, you know, liberate the, the, you know, liberate the, the, uh, free the kids from, from the camps. Like, no, you're going to get shot down immediately. Like you're, you're going to start a fucking, like what? You got to start a fucking insurgency against the U S army. Cool. Like what, what you and your fucking, um, a Jacobin reading group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let, let's see how fucking far that goes. Um, you know, it's, it's fucking, I don't know. I don't know what we're, what we can do. I mean, because, if you're going to create a kind of genuine massive movement, that shit takes time and, you know, things aren't getting any better. So like, you know, there's probably going to be a fucking recession in, you know, two years, uh, maybe three if we're lucky. That's just going to make everything fucking worse. 
and make people probably even more uh, willing to put you know undesirables who might steal their jobs, even though that doesn't, even though it's not what fucking happens, um, into into these camps. Um, it's I don't know. Like it, that's I I genuinely don't fucking know because all the avenues I'm seeing don't seem I I don't really see working all that well, or or just being dead ends. Yeah, there's a lot of dead ends there. Um, shit. So we're gonna live with concentration camps for some time now. Um, hopefully, yeah. it won't be the rest of our lives. I don't think so. I'm a little optimistic on that, but damn. Yeah, sorry to end on a downer, folks. <laughs> well, you know what? Fuck it. Our listeners deserved in on a downer. Maybe they'll <laughs> make folks, you know, take some action. This will pair very well with the uh, with, with with the with the Democratic primary debate romp that we had earlier today. Exactly. All right. A shot and chaser. <laughs> Well, that about does it for this episode. My name is Brandon Peyton Carrillo. Just want to remind you to follow us on Twitter at movement underscore color. And hey, support us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash the movement of color. Until next time, adios. Of color. The movement of color.